Welcome to the Audacious Intent Podcast with Imani Harris. This podcast is for the visionary woman who is ready to create the flexibility and freedom they desire by standing boldly in their authority. I can't wait to share tips and inspiration to keep you pressing forward in your journey so you can continue to shine as the queen that you are. All right, queen, let's dive on into today's topic. Does it feel like some days are better than others in being able to effectively handle whatever the day throws your way? And then there's sometimes where you'll move throughout the day and you'll just feel like you just can't seem to get anything right. The littlest of things irritate you, rattle you, unnerve you, and distract you from what you're even doing at that present moment, let alone keeping your perspective the same for the rest of the day. And if you're like me, you try your best to not allow stress to get the best of you. But there are just some times where it feels like you may be losing a battle that just can't be won. But let me tell you that you can still win the battle and end up winning the whole war when it comes to managing stress effectively. And a great way to do that is to have a solid self-care routine that you have in your toolbox for when stress just seems to get out of control. And it makes you feel a certain type of way when it shifts your perspective and your perception of how the day is going, will go, or continues to go based on what we decide to focus on. And the thing is about stress is it's not just something that just comes and goes or that can completely be avoided because guess what? That's what life is about. There are going to be ups and downs when it comes to your stress level. And that can be determined by what you're dealing with on that day. Especially if what you're dealing with is prolonged and for a long term time frame. That it can feel like the stress is just continuing to build and build and build until you feel like you have no control over it. But I want to share with you today that there are ways to effectively manage the stress that we are going to encounter as we move and go throughout our day. That there's going to be a couple of tips to be helpful in having in your toolbox arsenal for when stress wants to rear its ugly head and act a fool. In an attempt to distract, dismantle, 
and stagnate the progress and momentum that you have put into place. The first tip is to assess your stress and in doing so, you're able to identify what is triggering you. So often as we're going throughout the day and the stressors come up, we by default kind of push it to the side in the hopes that we'll deal with it later. We'll get to it at a better time because we are so innately positioned to just go from one situation to the next situation, one obstacle to the next obstacle one conversation to the next conversation and we don't allow ourselves the time to even process what just happened because oftentimes than not even while we're going about our day we're not truly actively present even in what we're doing because of all the things that go on in life and our relationships and family responsibilities and all things in between, we're multitasking. So our attention is already divided because we're trying to get the kids lunch ready. We're trying to make sure we're getting dressed, making sure everybody gets out the door. You're making sure you have your laptop and everything for work or you got all the bags packed because you're getting ready for vacation. You're making sure the flight's still on time. You're doing so many things at one time that you're not fully present in one of them to even have the opportunity to address what the ham is going on. And more often than not, we just keep pushing back pushing down, pressing down, ignoring, tabling things till we think there's going to be a better time and that time just doesn't come. But in the meantime, we're still getting more frustrated, more irritable, more anxious, and adding a whole host of other emotions on top of what the stress has initially brought on. But when we are intentional to pause, stop, and reflect, what is going on? Why are we feeling the way that we feel? What are we thinking at that moment? What is even within our control? What is really the deal? Are we making it bigger than it needs to be? Is it even about us to begin with? When we take that time to assess the stress and then identify the triggers, that's going to help us to determine and cultivate a positive self-care routine that's going to be long-lasting and something that we can fully commit to. Because when we take that pause, stop, and reflect, that's how we're able to know, is it the job that's causing us stress? Is it a coworker? Is it a boss? Is it a deadline that's coming up? 
is it an obligation that we said yes to, but we really didn't have the capacity for it? Is it a conversation that's difficult yet necessary to have with someone, but we haven't had it yet? Knowing what is causing those those triggers to amplify your stress will help you to see them as for what they are and then to be able to respond accordingly with an educated response instead of a reactive response. The second tip is write a list of things that you enjoy. So often we're focusing on what we don't like what we don't want to do, what we can't do, what we're unable to do, all the can'ts, won'ts, woulda, coulda, shoulda, might have, liked to have, but we don't really focus on what do we enjoy. And sometimes we don't even know truly who we are authentically to even know what we do enjoy. Because we have been cultured and trained to focus on everybody else and nurture them and care for them and focus on on their needs that we forget and dilute what the needs for us are. So that we're fully able to show up and serve as we need to be not only for ourselves but for those that we have been called to serve. And that includes our family, our friends, our ministry, our church, all of the above. But when we are intentional in taking time out for ourselves to really ascertain what do we enjoy, it makes it difficult when stress and time and and, and life gets hard that we don't have anything to fall back on. For me, I love to read. And sometimes that's a good thing and a bad thing. The The bad thing of it sometimes is I just want to read all the educational self-help stuff. But it's okay to read those, you know, adventure stories, a romance novel, a crime story, something that allows you to get lost in the storyline and plot of that book. It helps to create and spark up that imagination that was so active in each of us when we were kids. And as we've gotten older, we kind of have turned off that channel and shelved it. (laughs) That there's no longer a season for imagination. That season, that series is completely over. But it's only over if we allow it to be over. What were the things that you enjoyed but you may have tabled for a while because you didn't think you could do it? Whether it's reading a book, whether it's writing poetry, whether it's just listening to some music and just being still, whether it's embroidery, whether it's crocheting a lovely blanket for one of your family members or friends, maybe it's flower arrangements, find what it is that lights you up. Just by talking about it and the fact that it is on your calendar to do. That is going to help bring the positive emotions to overflood and overflow the negative emotions that we're going to naturally experience while we're dealing with stress. So take a moment to even just write down a couple things that you would love to do. 
and then pick a couple that you would like to implement on a routine basis. And then others that could be like the time that you just do a complete detox moment. You just take a whole day to get off the grid, no phone, no computer. It's just you in that activity. The next tip is consider direct and indirect strategies to be able to cope. Like I said earlier, so often we feel like we don't have any control of the situation when it comes to dealing with stress. But that is our default response. That's what we first go towards. But when we take time to really just pause, stop, and reflect, and yes, I'm going to keep saying that over and over again, when we pause, stop, and reflect, we're able to come up with a plan to help reduce the stress that we're going to deal with on a daily basis. Some direct coping strategies that you can consider is removing certain stressors. Is there a toxic relationship that you still keep entertaining? That's direct. It doesn't mean you love that person any less. It doesn't mean you care about that person any less. It just means they can't be in the circle of trust right now. And maybe as time evolves, they might be able to come back in. But right now, to preserve your stress, your peace, and your sanity, you need to move them to the outer circles. Is it your outlook? Are you constantly assuming that as soon as you go into a meeting, you're going to be like, oh, here we go again. I know somebody's going to have something to talk about. Somebody's going to be complaining. Oh, it just, oh, it just makes my nerves raw. Well, if that's what you're thinking, then that's exactly what you're going to get in that meeting. That's exactly what you're going to get at the appointment. If you're already focusing on the potential negativity that can happen, that's not even guaranteed that it's going to happen. But instead, if you go into that meeting and even go into clearing your whole day as this day is going to go smooth, effective, and efficiently. Everyone is going to be heard in this meeting, and they're going to feel they matter. We are going to be able to produce solutions to any problems that are discussed in this meeting. Go into it with a positive slate instead of reminding yourself of what past experience or episodes might have been. Because it doesn't have to always be that way. But so often we derive how a future experience is going to be based off of past experiences. Even if it's with a completely different set of people, places, things, and situations. Now to go into the indirect, that's more like, okay, are you even getting enough rest We've gotten into such a hustle and bustle, you know, society that resting is seen as a negative. But guess what? Rest is when your body heals itself. That's when it's repairing itself. That's when it's regenerating and renewing itself. So the less sleep you're getting, the less your body is able to function properly because it's not getting the time to respond and to reevaluate what it needs to do for the next day and you could be like me your team nap I have no problem laying it down for an hour during the day if I know my focus my energy is nil 
It's going to be more counterproductive to try and press through a lack of focus and sleep deprivation. That is not caring for myself effectively. And so I have to evaluate, do I need to go ahead and take this nap real quick to get refreshed? It's the same thing for you. Do you need to just take a moment to just do a meditation real quick because your nerves are frazzled? Do you need to say some affirmations because you're feeling uncertain about what's about to happen? Do you need to evaluate your sleep patterns? Are you going to bed late but then getting up early? But then you're struggling to get up early because you're constantly going to bed late. What can you do to change that? How can you move a little bit more? Even if that's just getting up from your desk every hour and just stretching, that is going to help you not get stiff and be tense all the time. So as you look at both the direct and indirect methods, that's going to help you do what is the next and final step, which is put together your plan. What is the plan you're going to implement to have in your toolbox when stress wants to rear its ugly head? That may be determining what can you do every single day consistently to keep it under control. Is that inserting white space throughout your day instead of going from task to task to meeting to meeting to work to this to that constantly with no break? It's okay to have a break. It really is. It's not selfish. It's not, you know, being self-absorbed. Everybody needs some time to themselves to recuperate, renew, and be refreshed to continue Moving on throughout that day and everything. It might be you might do something every single week or even monthly that's even bigger, like having a staycation, getting a room at a hotel that's pretty nice in your area, and just not being on the phone or the computer. You're just being still in the moment. You're enjoying everything you're experiencing from what you're seeing to what you're hearing to what you're, you're, you're viewing to what you're saying. You're being intentional about that self-care time. Does it mean having a spa retreat with a couple of your friends? Whatever that is going to be for you, that, that creating that plan is going to be so key and you managing your stress. And it's okay if you fall off a couple times. Because whenever we are implementing a new routine, it takes on average 21 days to even get in the groove of it. And then it takes 90 days for it to not feel like an obligation, but more of an actual everyday part of our daily process. It's just a part of our life. And we can always adjust accordingly. That's all about life is being able to inspect, adapt, evaluate, assess, change things, try again, or stay the course with what's working and not be concerned about what's not. As we are more intentional with our time, as we are more intentional with giving ourselves grace, 
As long as we're more intentional in giving ourselves permission to be still, to have a Selah moment, to rest, to take our Holy Ghost spiritual sanctified self and sit down somewhere and think on these things because if we're not valuing who we are what we are and what we need how can we expect anyone else to do the same for us that we're not doing for ourselves yes stress is a part of everyday life but it does not have to define what you do define who you are or rule how you move about your day As you go back through these four tips to really get a concise self-care routine that is going to help you minimize and reduce your stress, it's going to give you more clarity, it's going to give you more focus, and it's going to give you more productivity to embark and keep the momentum going on everything that you are doing. I I hope that this episode was very beneficial and gave you some ahas and some takeaways that you can implement right now in your life in reducing and managing your stress. If you ever need any help, please feel free to reach out to me by my email or on social and I would love to be on the journey with you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listening to this week's episode and may you continue to soar and shine in everything that you do. This has been the Audacious Intent Podcast with Imani Harris. Thank you so much for joining. I hope that what you heard today was helpful to you. If you have feedback on today's episode, feel free to message hello at audaciouslymade.com. I'd love to hear from you. Be sure to join me again next time for another episode of education and empowerment to stand boldly in your life and business. Thanks for listening and continue to shine in everything you do.